Hey there. Looks like we're it. Hey, Dad. We got Kane Mom here. Is Mom Good. with you? Okay. Yes, Kane awesome. and Mom. Roger so we that. Got a threesome. Hi, Hi Kane. How are you, sir? How are you, hon? I'm doing okay. I'm doing good. Thank you. Just okay. Just okay. <laughs> no, actually, you're right. I'm blessed. Exactly. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Blessed. Got that, favored. And and I'll tell you, if you say that, if that's your confession, that you're blessed and highly favored, if that's always your confession, then you will be blessed and highly Amen. favored. Amen. You'll walk you in it. You will walk in it. I know, I know for a fact, I know for sure that many times the Lord has, has, has blessed me out of a situation simply because my confession is always that I'm blessed and highly favored. Amen. Yes. Amen. I was it yeah. giving to, I was giving blood. <laughs> I was, had my blood test today and and a sweet lady says I mom I, I got to make sure I didn't sit between them so they can talk. Mom was telling how great God had been to me. Amen. Amen. Yes, and that's what we must do. That's what we must do. Catherine Amen. is joining us this evening, family. Good evening. Good evening. She says good evening. I didn't know if y'all could hear her. <laughs> yeah, we can hear. Okay. Raiden, who else with you? Uh, Jacob's going to be here in a minute. He's just using the bathroom. Okay. Is mom sitting in with you guys? No, sir. Okay. All right. Okay, well, um, let's go ahead and say our prayers then. We'll get... Yes. Father, thank you for this time together family to read your word. Please bless and keep us. Open our eyes, open our ears. Lord, tonight we have a lot to be thankful for for our nation. We should have this much to be thankful for every day. But today especially, my heart is lifted to you. I'm anxious to read your word. I'm happy to come before your word tonight, Lord. I know that you are working a mighty work. I know, I know that I know. Today, the events that transpired went by peacefully because your hand was over it. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. And as we read your word tonight, we pray that you would just bless this family, that you would allow us to receive your word, that you would feed your sheep, Lord. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 I know that I know that I know the events today were peaceful because the Lord put his hand over it. I think yes. that every person paying attention to that situa situation in our spirit, in our spirit, 
we knew that there was a very real possibility for something tragic to happen today. Yeah. And, and I know that we reached the fork in the road. And, and what I don't want to happen is I don't want people to think, see, people are generally good people and it's all going to work out this way anyway. No, I believe there was an opportunity no. for it to go to the left or to the right. And because of prayers and because yes. of the faithful, that poured out their heart to the Lord and put our trust in him. And because there was a massive group of people this morning, that the first thing that they did with, with, with all their guns and everything outside that Capitol was that they say prayers. They say, said prayers right uh, while they were being recorded for national TV. So, wow. Thank you, Thank you Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So we, we, we made the fight. We made the battle the Lord's. And, that's, and I believe that that's the key to, to winning every fight, is that if we, can, if we make the fight the Lord's, if we, if we dedicate the fight to the Lord, we can't lose. That's right. We cannot lose. I tell you, when God says that one will put a thousand to flight and two will put 10,000 to flight, uh, there was quite a bit of representation against that Amen. thousands. Amen. And, and, and it's, it is the fear of the Lord that causes them to run. Exactly. Exactly. So, which is, uh, and, and making the fight for the Lord is not a mathematical formula. It has to come from our heart. We have to know. And with that, I'm going to read verse 11 from Proverbs 15. Tonight, we're in Proverbs 15, and we're starting in verse 11. Okay. And the first verse that we're going to read tonight is, Hell and destruction are before the Lord, how much more than the hearts of the children of men. And what does that mean? It means that, that both hell or sheol, the place, in, the place in hell, the pit of hell, the literal hell, and destruction, all future destructions, all things that are coming, God is beyond time, whether it's the future, whether it's the past, whether it's the present, all things that are to be destroyed are in front of the Lord. He right. can see all those things. In his eye, he can see what's going on in hell, and he can see the destruction of evil men. He can see judgment. He can see all of these things. All these things are before the eye of the Lord. So how much more are the hearts of men laid bare to our God? That's right. And he also sees the beginning, the beginning to, the, to end. the end. Absolutely. So, so, and, and that is, that is uh, really what this verse is, is referring to. Don't think that we can hide anything in our hearts from God. Everything is laid bare before him. Verse 12. A scorner loveth not one that reproves him. Neither will he go unto the wise. We've, we've read other verses here in Proverbs that said the same thing. A scorner is going to reject reproof. A scorner doesn't want to be corrected. They absolutely do not want to be corrected. A merry heart makes a cheerful countenance, but by sorrow of heart, 
the spirit is broken. I'm going to go back to verse 12 for a second. I'm going to give an example that came from today. I'm not going to name names, um, but I have, I have an acquaintance, a guy that I, I witness to um, almost on a daily basis. I mentor. He, he has always had a bad problem with his mouth. And, uh, and he likes to tell other people that they're wrong, including his employers. And he's lost his job several times. And, of course, he still thinks he's the smartest guy in the room at times. Okay. Yeah. Um, last week, he told me that his boss had told him to go home early and had paid him for the whole day. And I said, well, did anybody else go home early? He said, no. And I said, well, how did they leave you? Did he do it with a smile? He goes, no, it was kind of weird. He just said, why don't you just go home early? I said, well, what was going on? Were you telling him that something was wrong? He goes, yeah, I was telling him about all the permits and the way they're doing these things are wrong. And I said, I said, brother, you need to go back and apologize for that. Even if you're right. He didn't hire you for that. He hired you to do the job. And the man's working by a contract. You need to do what he said. And he, he didn't do it. He didn't do it. And so today, um, they, they also let him go home early. And, uh, and he called me from the parking lot. And he was telling me he got let go early. And he goes, yeah, they're going to let a lot of other guys go. And I said, well, look around. Is anybody else going home early? He said, no, nobody else going home early. I said, brother, I'm trying to tell you, you need to get a rein in on your mouth. And I suggest you go in and apologize to the supervisor right now. Oh, that's not necessary. This is construction, man. You don't understand. You don't understand. Okay. He got home two hours later. They called him and said he was fired. Yep. And he wouldn't have been if he went back. He wouldn't have been if he'd have gone back. He's just able to take the correction, accept the correction. Accept the correction. And we we were dealing with that for eighteen months with the young man that stayed. And here. I've been telling him for years about this. I, I said, "Look, brother, they're paying you by the hour." What is it about you that makes you think that you can tell them basically everything they tell you to do, you're going to tell them a better way to do it? Yep. Yep. And it's amazing how many men and are women that do It that. is true. It is true. And if they hired him as a consultant, that'd be different. Or if they came and asked his opinion, that'd be different. In the meantime, you know, I know that my boss doesn't want to hear that he he doesn't want me calling him up, telling him how he's making a, you know, screwing everything up. Um, yep. And so the only time I'll do that is if I feel like he's imperiling the, the company or himself. And I'll privately do it in such a way to be humble and and as inoffensive as possible. And, and I believe we are in total rights. Absolutely, to do that. because I'm supposed to serve him like I'm serving the Lord. So I'm supposed yes. to be faithful. Yes. But I'm not supposed to stand on the job site in front of 20 other guys and tell them how screwed up they are. 
and prophesy yeah. over them that this is all going to blow up on them and they're going to have to do it all over again. Yeah. Um, so that was an example I just wanted to put into play there um, that, that is, is I'm sure that all of us have examples in our mind of either ourselves or someone else that didn't want to accept correction that we did not want to accept correction or we didn't want to accept uh, admonition. And I have been so blessed in my life that the Lord has always sent people to admonish me because there are folks on this call right now that know that I wasn't always receptive to admonition. <clears throat> so... Uh, Praise God for his faithfulness and for his patience. Yeah. Uh, verse 13. A merry heart makes a cheerful countenance, but by sorrow of heart, the spirit is broken. In other words, a glad heart will light up your face. But by mental anguish, the spirit is broken. So if you're, if you're allowing torment, if you're allowing the devil to torment you, if you're allowing anxiety to torment you, if you're giving Satan a foothold in your life, it undermines your spirit. It undermines your spirit, man. It can break your spirit. But a glad heart, a glad heart will be manifested in the flesh on your face. A happy heart, a heart that trusts in God, is going to be a billboard for God. It's going to be manifested in the flesh. And that is that is the truth. When you're happy and walking in joy of the Lord, it is it is almost a certainty that somebody is going to 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 uh, break up a conversation with you um, so that they can find out what's making you so happy. Yeah. That, uh, Bill Jackson speaks of a store that he would walk through. Yep. There was certain things in that store that he liked, but they sold all kinds of stuff that were against the Lord. It was like the New Age store, yeah. but they yeah. had great imported cheeses. And anyway, he would walk through the store, but he walked every aisle. And finally, the man asked him, he said, there's something different about you. Every time you're in here, we do more business. <laughs> and uh, the, the whole point was the countenance of Jesus Christ was on him, and, the, and it quieted this business, quieted Absolutely. the story. And if we walk around like that, you don't have to tell people I'm a no. Christian. In fact, you shouldn't have to tell anyone you are. They might ask you, but most of the time they'll say, what's different about you? There's just something different. And that kind of thing that Gwen gets at the church. I mean, she, they come to her for hugs. And, and, and it's joyous to see the light in her eyes that people see. Amen. 
and and that's how we all are. And a, a person that's full of the spirit should attract other people that want to hug. Exactly, exactly. Well, Kay does that too. Yeah, I'm, I'm, sat, I'm sitting here saying, but she goes, she meets Amen. everybody. She does. Amen. But I was just bragging on your mom. <laughs> that's okay, Dad. That's your prerogative. <laughs> so, verse 14. The heart of him has understanding, seeks knowledge. But the mouth of fools feeds on foolishness. So, a wise man is hungry for the truth. And the mocker will feed on his own garbage out of his mouth. <laughs> I had never heard it put that way, but that that's boy is that so right. That, that's pretty much like the dog. That is to that. His vomit, that's the it? dog returning to his vomit. The garbage that comes out of his mouth. That's what he's going to eat. That's and, right. And you, you, and you find out that it's not good, and you come back to that's it right. anyway, and do the whole thing again. You haven't learned yep. the blessing. And it, and it and it and it applies in in multiple facets. Um, the example I gave earlier of the guy that I was talking about, that he what he yeah. he is eating the garbage from his own mouth right now. Yeah, he, he's full now of he's, it now. Now he's, he's eating the, the fruit of what came out of his mouth. And I guarantee you, he is yet to take the blame. Yep. And because the answer to me when I admonished him was his answer was... Oh, Jesus, Jesus closes one door and he opens up another. He'll bless me with another one. And, oh and I goodness. said, I said, well, brother, I'm not going to say that Jesus won't open up the door because I know that he, he will because he loves us and he keeps giving us other chances. But, but here's what I will say. He knows he can't trust you with a big door now. And you got a smaller door and then a smaller door and a smaller door. And you keep doing the same thing. And shutting the door yourself with your own words. Yeah. Yeah. That's what. That's what. That I was. Said. That was good advice you gave him. Yeah. Digging your own grave. Yeah. Yeah. All the days, verse fifteen. All the days of the afflicted are evil, but he that is of a merry heart has a continual feast. He that's of a merry heart has a continual feast. So another translation of that, it says, all the days for the miserable man, every day is unhappy. But the cheerful man enjoys a perpetual feast, regardless of his circumstances. Boy, that's good. That's, that is well written. Regardless of his circumstances, a cheerful man will have a feast because he's satisfied with his place. <coughs> Amen. Verse 16. Better is it to have little with the fear of the Lord than to have a great treasure and to have trouble that comes with it. <laughs> yeah. That's good. And, and, and 17. What version was that other in? Oh, sorry. Uh, verse 16 I just read to you guys was from the uh, New King James. But, you know, I have a 26 translation Bible, so it has a little cross-reference to the Amplified and the other tra other uh, translations. Yeah. 
my my preference the easy to read for me is amplified i love the amplified classic that's my favorite um verse 17 is tied to verse 16 that says better is it to have a dinner of herbs where love is than than a stalled ox and hatred therewith a stalled ox is that's an ox that's been kept in a stall and fed so that it's tender and it's fat and it's been eating nothing but grain and and so what 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 this this verse is telling us is that it's it's better to have a, a clove of garlic and for you than it is to ha have a whole roasted ox um, that's been sitting in the stall if as long as there's love with the garlic and and there's and there's hatred where the ox is <clears throat> better a little with reverence for the lord than a great treasure and lamentation with it better a vegetable meal where love is than a fattened ox and hate with it yeah that's just following that yes. verse oh, it was the same one it was a translation there's okay. another translation it was the knox uh, verse 18 a wrathful man stirs up strife but he that is slow to anger will appease strife or there's a, a quick-tempered man will start a fight. A cool-tempered man will stop them. The way of the slothful man is as a hedge of thorns, but the way of the righteous is made plain. So the way of the slothful man is like a hedge of thorns. Let's see what another translation says about that. It says, it says the way of a sluggard is overgrown with thorns and obstructions. But the path of the upright will be a level highway. That's pretty it is. A wise son makes his father glad, but a foolish son despises his mother or is a reproach to his mother. And 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 that that is uh, that one goes without further explanation. I believe that a, a wise son, a son, a son who thinks about what he's doing, a son who doesn't cross the lines into wickedness when he knows better, a son that's a righteous man against all odds, who stands on the side of God, who appreciates what God has done for him, that puts himself in remembrance. That son is a pleasure to his dad. That son is a blessing. But the one that does all the bad things is the one that grieves his mother's heart. Because I'll tell you, it's always mom who grieves. It's always mom who frets about her children. A dad can get to the point where even when he's hurting, he says, well, he chose his way. I'm just going to stay the course until he decides to turn around. A, a dad will stiffen his chin. He'll lift up his chin and say, that's it. He'll, he'll make his face flint, as the Word of God says. He'll make his face like flint, and he'll set his fa face ahead of himself at a certain point when his son decides to be wicked, and he'll say, okay, 
Well, it's his choice. He's a grown man. There's nothing further I can do. But a mother, a mother will fret about him even if she doesn't show it. She'll go in the shower and she'll cry. She'll go in the back room and she'll grieve. A mother can't help herself. A son that does wickedness is a detriment, is a, is a hurtful thing to his mother's heart. That's, that's true. That's a true thing. I believe that. I know that. It was all the moms in my family that kept praying for me. Okay, Dad, it's yours. Floor's all yours. You can have it. Father, your word is so pure. Father, as we've heard the word tonight about the wise and the unwise, the sluggard and the worker. And Father, the scorner and the happy person. Lord, let us think about these words and write them upon our heart. We might not sin against you, Father. Now think of the prodigal son, Lord. Father was waiting, watching for him to return. And I know this was talking about the mother grieving and, and uh, hurting, being hurt, Lord, because of the wayward person. And so, Lord, I, I just come tonight because I can associate with that. I can associate with the fact that children make mistakes and sometimes they don't know how to get out of them. But, Lord, there is a way out and the way is in truth. And we just are thankful tonight that you care and that you protect us and you do give wisdom and knowledge and understanding. You said, Lord, seek wisdom to get knowledge, and with knowledge, get understanding. So, Father, we, we come to you tonight thanking you for that privilege that you give us, Lord, to walk in obedience. It is a privilege. And, Lord, if our desires are to please you, we will walk in obedience. It may not happen overnight, but Lord, I know that you keep working with us till you can get us there if that's where our heart's at. And Lord, we accept that tonight. And I lift up to you, Lord Kay, and ask God that you will bless her and her daughter and son-in-laws, daughters and son-in-laws. I pray, Lord, for your touch in Gwen's life, that you will minister to her and guide her. I come against this evil in the lungs and ask God that you rid her of all this. I loose it from her body. And Father, we thank you. And we thank you for Sky and his family. I pray for Sky and Maria, Father, that you will bless immensely that home anointed father with the presence of God and I speak happiness I speak joy I speak peace 
over this family. I lift up to you, Lord John. Ask you, God, to touch his heart, draw him to yourself, to cleanse his life, Father, with your love and grace. I pray for Aaron and Elise that you will bless them and direct their paths. I lift up to you, Lord, Tannis, and ask God that you will bless this young man, that you will draw him back to yourself, Father, and give him complete joy and peace. I lift up Jacob and Raiden to you, Father, and ask you to bless this young man, that you will direct their lives. I pray for Mel and Catherine and Cecilia. I ask, Lord, that you will watch over them, that you will bring, bring peace and joy and hope in that home. I lift up Mel's dad to you, Jim. Lord, a friend of mine. And uh, thank you, Father, that I had the privilege of being with this family when they lost their mother. And I just thank you, Lord, that you gave me that privilege. I ask, Father, that you guide our hearts. I pray for this nation, Lord. We're in such trouble. We're so hurting, Father, in truth. I speak truth over our judges, over our schools, over our military, our churches. And Lord, here in San Antonio, we have a, a system of religiosity, the culture of Lord in the church. And I break this curse that's been brought upon this city. The curse of poverty, the curse of destroying babies, Father, in the womb. And Father, we come against this evil that is protected, projected here in this city and many other cities, Lord, that this is happening. I pray, Lord, for the leadership in our Congress, and our Senate, our President, that God, you and you alone will be in control. We thank you, Lord, for the peaceful demonstration in Virginia today. Lord, it was nothing but you. And we just praise you, Lord. Ask you, Lord, to do a mighty work and to bless, Lord, the homes that were represented there. We just give you thanks, Father. We pray for our precious people, Israel, Lord, and ask God that you give them peace and joy and hope. Lord, we pray it in Jesus' precious name tonight. Amen. Amen. Y'all be blessed. Right, you guys too. Love you. Love you. God bless you. Love you guys. Good night. Night.